Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with Bet MGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500 Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. You are tuning into the Goldilocks Productions presentation of the Spiritual Insight Show with Reverend Tiffany White Sage Woman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Spiritual Insight Show, the first show in October, October 3rd already. Here we are. So happy fall, happy October, and we'll give everyone a few moments to come in and join this sacred circle. We have a lot of great, wonderful information that's going to be shared this evening with my very special guest, which we'll get to in just one moment. Just again, giving everyone a chance to come in and uh, I know that technology lately has been a little wonky, <laughs> so to speak. 
So uh, give everyone a chance to, to get in here and welcome all our live viewers on YouTube, live viewers on Rumble, and even if you're going to watch the show in the replay, we appreciate all of our viewers. Okay, and so this show also, the audio goes on to multiple audio podcasts as well. And for those of you who are not familiar with me and my website, my website is whitesagewoman.com, saying sage, S-A-G-E, whitesagewoman.com. So be sure to, uh, if you're watching live, drop in the comments, say hello, and uh, hello, Richard, I see you're here, welcome. Welcome, welcome. So I'm going to bring on a very special guest. And this information that he's going to share with us, he's going to share a presentation with us. It's going to, it's mind-blowing. But I need you to expand yourself, which this this circle here, the viewers that watch this show are, are very, y'all are y'all get out of your comfort zone. And, and you're very good with that. I will recommend that you grab um, so a, a notebook, a pad of paper or something and a pen and jot down some questions while he's going through this presentation and because there's going to be Q&A at the end. Okay, so please grab a notebook, some paper, pen, pencil, whatever you use to write with and get your questions all in order. Okay, so hello, Wendy. Yes, you're early tonight. I know that. You see who the special guest is, Wendy? Woohoo! <laughs> so I know you're going to love this, this information as well. And so just be sure to um, have a fun time record the questions of course you can communicate but this is very interactive communicate amongst yourselves listen to this wonderful information and without further ado i'd like to bring on uh, and introduce uh, joshua shapiro so thank you so much he is a crystal skull explorer i'm really excited to have him on here we've known each other for I don't even know, several years now. It's probably been longer than that. It's been a while. And, of course, because of the crystal skulls. And, gee, you guys know how much I love those crystal skulls, right? So, uh, but that's how I first came across him. And it, it's been a while. It has. So, I'm really excited to be on live this evening. Uh, so, Linnell, you're driving but listening? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is going to be some good stuff. You're going to have to, to watch the replay. <laughs> Make your mental questions. And then you'll have to email Joshua with your questions. All right. So Joshua is, he has a very, he's so, so, um, he has such a long, extensive bio uh, because he's just done so much and has been involved with the Crystal Skull since the early 80s. Okay, but he is involved with so many wonderful um, truth, getting the truth out there, and whether it's it's ET and other type of presentations of just let's talk about the truth. Let's get the truth out there that has been buried. And so I'm really excited in having him with us this evening. And I'm going to share his website so that you can check it out. Um not right now. Don't check his website out. I want you to enjoy <laughs> his presentation, but definitely open it up in another tab and take a look at it later. And uh, so I will recommend that. I'm going to show that up here now. 
And so welcome, Joshua. So happy to have you here. Thank you so much, uh, Tiffany. Right? Um, I don't know why. I've done so many of these radio shows, but I I feel a little bit nervous, which either could be because there's going to be a high energy connected to what we're talking about, and it's like shaking me crazily. Mm -hmm. I feel it too. That's why it's like... (laughs) Right. It's probably I need that because what I've been doing is lying around watching sports, trying to relax to get ready for this. So... So anyway, it's a great honor and privilege to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I do want to make one comment to all your listeners, just as you've said. What we're going to be talking about, which is called Tartaria, um, I'm not going to say that the information I'm giving you, that I can absolutely prove to you everything I'm going to tell you about. What I had to do for myself is go within and see what my intuition and what my feeling is about. And this is probably uh, true of what I do with all the presentations I do. I don't try to convince anyone, whether it's crystal skulls, UFOs, hollow earth, uh, crop circles, whatever the subject is that I'm speaking about or or flat earth. Uh, You didn't hear that. And, um, you know, whatever it is that I'm talking about, I'm trying to provide for people the best information. And then I also have a free ebook, like when I was interviewing Gene Decode and uh, Tiffany will be giving you those links later. Uh, we just talked about it for a few minutes and all of a sudden all these people start coming after me and saying, please, Joshua, send me that free ebook. So even though you're going to see a slide presentation, in the free ebook I have, I have some other things, and there's a lot of links to information I can't show in the presentation. So you may may want to get that. But what I'm trying to tell you is, is that the subject we're going to talk about, because I went through this too, okay? We think, we believe that what we have been taught about our the history in our world, that we have a good handle on what it is. However, I think that part of this pandemic and and the, uh, the COVID and, and all those things that are going on, what we're starting to see is that maybe we have not been given the truth about our world and our history. So what I'm going to ask of you is I'm not here to convince you. I'm just going to share through the presentation the key things I discovered which show me that there's a possibility this great civilization of Tartaria did exist, Okay. And then, you know, it's up to you. You can do your own research. You can say, hey, Joshua's out of his mind. I've had a lot of people tell me that, so it's okay. I'm, I'm cool with that. Working with the Mitchell Hedges skull, it got me into the neutral, so I know. Like one of my friends in Holland said, related to my crystal skull, where, you know, Joshua, as a typical Aries, people either love you or hate you. There's nothing in the middle. Okay, so hopefully I won't be totally upsetting you but maybe getting you to say, hey, maybe there's something to this. Maybe I need to take a look at it or get the free ebook, you know, through my email, which we'll give you later, or, you know, send me some questions or or whatever. The key is that what, let me just phrase it this way, because I talked with Tiffany about this also. The, The challenges that we have going on right now and what the VAX is really about If you've really studied it, if you've really listened to people who are taking it and what's happening to them, this happened in Tartaria and they're trying it again now. So perhaps Tartaria is a kind of a warning for us about that we have to pay attention, that we need to listen to 
our guidance inside, you know, what's correct or not, or we need to talk with people that we trust and we love. But this is, in my life, I'm 66 plus years old. This is the most challenging time that I've ever, ever lived through. And the only way that we're going to make it is we have to all work together. We have to be open to the truth. And I think that a lot of, of information is going to be coming out maybe before the end of the year. I don't know. I can't say what it is. But um, there are two experiences I have, which I don't know if I'll have time to go into that. That's another free ebook that will be available to you that shows me absolutely. Now, I'm an Aries. I'm on fire with this. I believe in this. I know this is correct, okay? So I'm emphasizing it, all right? Probably overemphasize. But we will see total peace on this planet. And according mm -hmm. to the information I received through these two very special experiences between 2037 and 2040, it'll be done. Mm -hmm. And the children mm -hmm. of that time, they will, will not be able to comprehend the challenges that we're going through now. It won't make any sense to them because we'll be a planet of peace and harmony and everything. So, okay. Oh, so that's, all, that's well. all I want to say before mm -hmm. we get into the presentation. I'm not trying to frighten anyone or anything like that. I just want to ask you, please, I beg you as your brother, as your brother, just be open. Some of you will say, yeah, it makes perfect sense. I got it. Some of you say, I don't know. Just be open, receive it. And whatever you do with it, it's in divine perfection. It's in divine perfection. And before we begin to, I would like to say a lot of you make donations to the shows, and I really appreciate that. I will ask, though, if you want to make a donation to Joshua and his presentation this evening, you can do so through PayPal. Um, that's his email address. Now, it's important, too, if you want to email him, you email him at this address as well. If you want to make a donation via PayPal, you know how to use PayPal. Just go in there and then send money to that email address. So there you have his email. And then also, if you wanted to make a donation with the presentation that he's going to give this, this evening, you can do that as well. Okay. So I just wanted to get that out there right now. And um, so, and yeah, we have a lot of anxious people. There's people who've been, oh, you know, learning about Tartaria, getting some little nuggets. So they're really excited for this presentation. Okay, good. All right. So is everybody ready? Okay, so are you ready? Say you're ready in the comments. Come on, let's go. <laughs> okay, because I have to share the screen, so yeah. you have uh -huh. to give me a message. So I'm sharing the screen. And then I have to go into the presentation. So you see the presentation now? It's not coming up yet. So just uh so isn't that it tested perfectly so now here we are live <laughs> no it'll come up there's something something else i got to do okay all right so it's coming yeah, yeah everyone's was... ready everyone's excited i'm ready i'm ready yes <laughs> okay so let's see here so let's see ah uh, there we go see i had to click on the screen okay come on do it okay, okay so that's sharing the screen yeah, okay, so I'll put it up on there as soon as I see the presentation, because right now I just see, okay, here it is. All right, here we go. Okay, so now I need to put it on the whole screen, so hold on. This is really bad when you're old. Still there? 
Yes. Okay. If you can make it a little bigger, though, that. No, I'm going to do the from. Jesus Christ, my I'm just. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, I know. As it covers the whole, it covers you from seeing. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Okay. When you get older, you're <laughs> nervous, your hands shake, and it's like there's nothing I can do about it, and high energy is flowing through me like you wouldn't believe. So, okay. So, I call this presentation Tartaria Fact or Fiction, basically saying, as I've already said to all of you, that, you know, maybe this is true, maybe not it's true. See what you have to think about it. Um, you know, I'm just going to give you a high-level overview, and then we go from there. So I didn't fix one part of the screen. It's in conjunction with our VJ Enterprise and with Tiffany. I've done this presentation one other time, so that's all I need is one time. Now, the, the inspiration for this is, and you're going to see this in the free ebook, is Siwar Anand and uh, Mr. Ewing have videos or books that have come out and these are things that i was looking at and this is really what got to me that i believe that tartaria exists so let's start going into the presentation okay let's see if this part will move because it's blocking mine okay so did this country exist it's basically tartaria was a huge country but actually people say it was kind of like an empire because their buildings they expanded all over the world. They were here in the United States. They were in Canada. They were all over Europe. So I think all over the world was affected by Tartaria. But like the main part of it was basically located in what we now know as Russia. And there are old maps that are dated from 1500s to the 1800s where this country shows up. And I'll, I'll be showing you one of those. Now, the most uh, telling tale sign that there was this great civilization in the past, is these magnificent, incredibly designed stone buildings that exist all over our world, that we are told a history that they were made between the 1500s and the 1800s. And it's just not possible with the technology that the people had to make buildings of this nature. I'm not even sure, even with our modern technology today, if we could make such buildings. So I'll be showing some pictures of examples of these buildings so you could see what I'm talking about. This was the main point for me that when I started looking at it and saying, my God, look at these buildings and look at the geometries and the sophistication put into them. How could people of several hundred years ago do this? It didn't make any sense. Now, the other challenge that we have, of course, is there is no modern history whatsoever that we can find that will talk about Tartaria. It's like they were totally eliminated from our, our history. So we only have clues. We can only speculate about certain things. We can only listen to what people are finding about it. So this is the reason why I have to say, is it fact or fiction? Because, you know, we have clues, but all history about it is wiped out. Now, that's a very curious thing, because wiping out the history of a, a great civilization seems to me the same thing that's happening now, 
where you cannot post on social media about certain subjects. They will completely remove you. It's like they don't want you talking about things. So it's possible that a great civilization, the whole history and everything could be completely wiped out and removed. Now, as far as I understand who these people were, they were tall. They were very tall. They were very peaceful and they had very advanced technology and they understood universal secrets. So we'll be getting into all of that. So Tiffany, is it going okay so far? Yes, it is. Okay. Because I, I feel like I'm talking to myself and I don't know if everyone's... Oh, no, you, you, you've got ears. Everyone's okay. very interested. <laughs> okay, so Tartaria told by photos and images. Okay, so this comes from, purportedly, the Encyclopedia Britannica in 1771. And I, I, trans I wrote a part of what it said there because... In, in this period of time, they're using some letters we no longer have. So I wasn't totally sure of all the words. So it says Tartaria, a vast country in the northern parts of Asia, bounded by Siberia on the north and west. This is called Great Tartaria. So if you look at this map, it basically looks like Russia. Like Russia was the place where Tartaria basically began. And then they started expanding throughout the world. And as you'll see, some of the buildings that I'm going to show you you'll recognize like a lot of government buildings are Tartarian buildings. Cathedrals are Tartarian buildings. So you'll see what I'm talking about. But this is a, a map that purportedly came from 1771. And basically up to about the 1800, all the maps were showing Tartaria. And then all of a sudden, it just totally vanished. And like I said, in our modern history, we have absolutely nothing about it. Okay. I have to see if I can move this. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today. Only a mattress firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Part. Because it's blocking what it says. So I'll just have to do it by memory because I can't seem to move. Okay, so now this picture here is supposed to be what happened after what's called the mud flood. Now, let me try to explain to you what I'm talking about. Okay, so if we had this advanced civilization that existed, and all of a sudden they're gone, and all we have left are some of their buildings, there had to be some type of catastrophe that happened that wiped them out. And so what most of the researchers of Tartaria talk about, what they think was the catastrophe that hit Tartaria was a tremendous mud flood. Now, in order for there to be a mud flood, it means it had to be raining excessively. There had to be tremendous water coming down, covering everything. I mean, it's sort of like what happened to, to Noah. It was just totally like destroying everything on the planet. So the reason why they believe that there was this mud flood is because, number one, pictures from the late 1800s show these buildings 
with a lot of mud around the buildings. And then also I'm going to show you, and you're going to also see this as well, that there are many modern buildings right now where there are floors that are under the ground that were covered by the mud. Okay. Now, after I show you some of this, um, for a new book that I'm writing, which I'll talk about, a new free ebook, I'll talk about at the end very briefly. I had a chance to speak to my friend who channeled a being by the name of Heltor, who um, is a Pleiadian. So after we look some more at this mud flood business, I'm going to give you a possible theory about how this possibly happened. How, how were these people completely eradicated? Okay, but this is an example of an old photograph that's showing buildings left with a tremendous amount of mud around them. And that at the end of the 1800s, a lot of what they were doing is they were digging out the mud to, to bring up these buildings that had been covered. Okay, so now here we have an example of a building in Paris where if you look where the arrows are pointing, you'll see these lower floors are like under the ground. Okay, and when they start to ex excavate these buildings that have these floors that are underground, they start finding like two or three or four more floors that are underneath them. So they believe that this is proof that possibly about 200, 220 years ago, there was this immense mud flood that covered the entire planet and it buried part of the buildings that are still standing up for right now. Now there's in the free ebook that I shared, this Mr. Ewing, he he has some free ebooks I'm allowed to share with you where he goes into the mud flood in a lot more detail than I have time now. I'm just trying to, to bring it up to you to give you an idea of some of the possible proofs of the existence of Tartaria and what the experts think about, you know, where did the buildings go or why are buildings under the ground? You know, that this seems to be all interconnected. Okay, so here's an example. I think this is uh, from a European city where they actually start digging and you can see there are floors and floors that are underneath these buildings that are above the ground. So this is an example of this kind of mud flood. Okay, so now here is a possible theory about how this might ha have happened. Unfortunately, I have to talk about another subject, but the Tartarians, let, let's, let's say it this way. Many of you have probably heard about the idea that maybe the earth is flat, okay? I'm not going to really get into it and discuss it here, but if this is so, if we live on a flat disk with a dome over it and the Tartarians had this advanced technology, they would know if that was true or not. See, the reason we're not sure about that is because none of us have the ability to go up like 50 to 70 miles into the atmosphere in some kind of ship or craft, and then we can see everything. We're basing it upon what scientists and NASA tells us is the truth. So the reason I'm bringing up flat earth is according to Heltor, the Pleiadian, and the flat earth model, and this is spoken about in Genesis too, it talks about uh, in the firmament, there are waters above and there are waters below. Okay, this is in Genesis. So what Heltor was saying is there is a layer of water above in the atmosphere which apparently is held by the electromagnetic frequencies on the earth, that probably the same group of people who are orchestrating the pandemic or plandemic or whatever you want to call it, are the same people who probably were, probably worked with dark 
extraterrestrials with advanced technologies that they hit that level of water above and they just sprayed it all over the planet. So this is one of the ways in which he explained it could happen. Again, this is could be a totally far-fetched, crazy idea, but this is what Heltor told me because I did ask him about, you know, how did Tartaria disappear? What did they do? And he said this was one of the techniques that was involved possibly with the mud flood. So this is an, another example. Okay, so now these are examples of buildings which are part of Tartaria that still exist. And we probably have seen these type of models of buildings in big cities that we have visited. I mean, like the Capitol building was probably a tar Tartarian building, cathedrals, um, office buildings, big office buildings um, in Russia, you know, in Moscow. And I think also in, um, I can't remember the name of the city. It'll probably come up. Another one of their big cities. They have all these huge buildings and structures which have like crosses on the top. Those were basically antennas for the free energy system they have, which I'll have to explain. But for right now, I just want to give you a picture of what they believe are examples of buildings that were part of Tartaria that were left that were not destroyed because a lot of them were destroyed, okay, but not all of them. So this is just an example of some of the different pictures of buildings. You know, you may recognize some of these or seen some of these. Okay, now this one, everybody knows the Taj Mahal. I'm pretty sure that the Taj Mahal was a Tartarian building. Now, why do I believe that? Because what the Tartarians were able to do is they had free energy and they used their buildings to be able to receive from the atmosphere the free energy that exists throughout our world. Now, the only way that you can under, understand where are they getting this energy from is you have to understand that the entire world we live in is based on electromagnetic frequencies, vibration, energies, and also something called ether. Now, the only way I can explain ether very simply is that, uh, what do they say? We have four states. Uh, we know we have different states of, of matter. We have liquid, we have solid, we have gas. Oh, no, no, it's not to do with that. That's, um, see, I'm still learning. All, that's plasma. Plasma, which they also understood, is the fourth uh, side of that. So you have solid, you have gas, you have uh, liquid, and plasma is a higher level of that. The ether is the one that creates the four elements, earth, wind, fire, and water. So from ether comes those four elements. And ether is an energy that is in our atmosphere, which the Tartarians understood how to be able to link in and tap into it. And they would use buildings like this with, with domes and antennas in order to receive those frequencies of energy. And then they had a whole system where they would send that energy out all over the world. So this was kind of like a collection center. This is not a religious place, okay? This was not made to be a religious place for um, people in India. This was a Tartarian building that was an example of being able to receive the ether and the other electromagnetic frequencies of energy that they use to send out to the entire planet. So, okay, now this is another structure 
which they said was made in 1806 to 1814 and 1832 to 1836. It's 95 million kilograms of stone. How could people back in the 1800s where they had no electrical power tools, they didn't have the huge um, trucks that we have today. How could they possibly put this gigantic structure together? This is what doesn't make any sense. But what this was for, from the point of view of Tartaria, is it was a huge electromagnet that was used for their free energy grid. It was just passing the energy out all over the city of Paris. And by the way, I remember reading somewhere that underneath the city of Paris that we know is an entirely uh, complete city underneath that, which they don't know where it came from. So this is another example of a type of structure that the Tartarians purportedly used that helped them with their um, free energy system, free electricity and everything. Puddy, be quiet. I have my cat here. She needs a little attention. Okay, be quiet now. Okay, now this is another structure, which is called a star fort. And it's called a star fort because it has this geometric pattern to its structure that they claim was made like in the 15 and 1600s as some kind of fort to defend the local area. But this star fort, again, they didn't have the technology or ability. I mean, they didn't have a way to fly above this so they could see what they're making, number one. But they just didn't have the, the, the knowledge or, or, or information on how to make this. This, again, is another part of the Tartarians that they were using for energy. And all these star forts have water. Water was a very important um, part of the energy system because they would use it to store the energy inside of it. Okay, So they had these antennas. They had these domes. They also had... Um, geometric patterns inside the buildings that would store energy. It's very sophisticated. If you really want to understand how all of this works, there is a video that I recommend in my free ebook. It's called uh, The Lost History of Flat Earth by Iwaranan, who I mentioned as part of what inspired me to do this. You have to watch his video. It's five hours but he does a fantastic job of explaining how the Tartarians created their free energy system. I'm just trying to give you some clues about, you know, Tartaria existing and that these buildings and structures were used for their energy system. Okay, now this picture is St. Petersburg. That was the other city in Russia. And St. Petersburg, as you know, has these typical, <coughs> excuse me, typical you know, uh, structures that you see in Russia with the domes and the antenna on top, and it'll have like crosses. By the way, all these symbols that are on the top of the buildings like this on the antenna, they say that, th that this was for a religious purpose, but this has nothing to do from religion as far as Tartaria is concerned. These were just geometric patterns and symbols that were necessary in their free energy system to be able to collect the energy from the atmosphere. So here we have an example. But what is important about this picture is, is we have this huge city here and there is not one person in it. It is completely empty in the 1860s. Where did all the people go? Totally empty. Now, this is not the only city that we see this with. I think the next one I have something else. Okay, so um, 
All right, so let's talk about why these cities were empty. So again, this video that I'm talking about by E. Warren, he shows a number of black and white photographs, which are clearly showing, in, and this is the list of cities below, in the 1840s to the 1860s, there were photographs of these huge cities, no people inside of them. So we have Moscow and St. Petersburg in Russia, Edinburgh, Scotland, 1840s, 1860s for Russia, Copenhagen, Denmark, 1840s, Dresden, Germany, 1860s, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, 1860s, Toronto, 1860s, Athens, 1860s, San Francisco, 1860s or early 1870s. So it isn't until the 1880s, late 1880s or 1890s that we start seeing pictures where there are people again, but they're living in a very primitive way. They're using horse and buggy, okay, to get around. So um, this again is another proof. So now here again, we have another city, an old photograph taken. Now we have people that are living there, but look at all these advanced structures that they have. It doesn't make any sense. They have these advanced structures, but their road is very, very primitive. It's a dirt road, okay? It's because they started to repopulate these cities afterwards. And, you know, they started everyone from a very, in a pr very primitive way. So that's what this picture is kind of representing. Okay, so now let's talk about the orphans. Now, from 1850 to 1930, and this is a recorded fact, We've had millions of children who have been categorized as either foundlings or orphans that have gone to all kinds of institutions all over the world. And this picture is showing an orphan train that existed in the United States in the later part of the 1800s. And the, and the, the key to this is, okay, so again, can't prove any of this, but assuming that Tartari existed, assuming that someone decided to remove them, Okay, so what are they going to do? They need to repopulate the, all these cities. And so what they did is they started collecting children, even unwed mothers, they would take their children from them. And they were collecting these children, according to what's being told, to re-educate them and basically give them a total different history of our world. And, they're, and according to some of the books, now again, you know, I'm saying a lot of really difficult things to believe or whatever that it's possible after this reset of Tartaria, all the religions and all the languages that we know today, they invented them like 200 some years ago. And then they re-educated all these children and got them to, to understand the world as we understand the world now. Okay. And there was no mention whatsoever of Tartaria in any way. And this happened all over the world. And these children were being transported everywhere. Now, the question that I'm not sure that we have to ask is, were some of these children or many of these children the children of Tartaria? Did they get rid of the adults and take their children and re-educate them? I don't know what the answer to the question is. But I know that there's been many books written about these orphans, some fictional books like Oliver Twist, he was an orphan. So we know that, that this happened. But what it has to do with, from the perspective of Tartaria, was to re-educate and repopulate the cities of the world. Okay, now, this comes from Iwar's Anand's video. This purportedly is a picture of the elect electrical system 
which they had in Tartaria. Okay, very advanced. It doesn't look like, like, you know, we have buildings lit up and everything by electricity, but the way that they illuminated their buildings is completely different than what we did. They have these colors in the background. And this picture is either coming from the late 1800s or early 1900s, when we should not have had such a sophisticated system with electricity. So even into the early 1900s, or if you look at some of the world fairs they had at the end of the 1800s, you know, they're still, they still have a contact with the buildings and a part of the technology which Tartaria had, especially with electricity. So that's the picture. Oops, how did it go that way? Okay, good. Um, okay, so this is another picture. They could possibly be showing some of the technology that they had in Tartaria, which survived into the early part of the 1900s. Because as far as the history I know, we didn't have these kind of elect electronic devices for people to be traveling around with. Yet here we see pictures, and this is coming from, uh, I think some of these are from the United States also. So what I'm saying is, even though they had eliminated a major part of Tartaria, there were still things, they didn't erase all the clues. They didn't erase all the clues. So it could be that this is part of one of the clues that these electronic um, scooters were around. Okay, now this is gonna blow your mind also. This looks like Stonehenge, doesn't it? Is it possible in order to create the fake histories that many of the so-called ancient sites that they constructed them and then they gave us their history around them, such as Stonehenge, okay? So this is a picture where they're building what looks like Stonehenge and I've seen other pictures too of other supposedly ancient sites where they're building them, including possibly some sites in Egypt. You know, these huge stone statues they have of the pharaohs. I've seen some other pictures on Telegram where they're building those statues. So again, is this correct? Is it not correct? I'm just presenting to you the things that I found and it's up to you to you know, take a look at it, see if it makes sense. Now, the other thing that they talked about with Tartaria is that they were taller than us. And actually, if you look, again, I've seen a lot of this on Telegram. There's a lot of pictures back in like the 1890s, 1900s, where you see on the right side, there's this gentleman who's quite tall, okay? That they were actually quite tall. Now, another thing that's happening, which is very interesting is, as archaeologists, even here in the United States, are digging in the ground, they're finding the bones of giants. Now, I don't know if these bones are the Tartarians or if there was actually a giant race because, you know, we have many legends of giants. That There could have been a giant race that existed on the earth maybe even, you know, several thousand, hundred thousand years ago. I don't know. But they say the Tartarians were between 10 and 15 foot tall. And if you look at some of the buildings that are left, this might explain like the Taj Mahal. It's huge in the door. It's very tall. Could it have been that it was because the Tartarians were tall? Okay. Um, so this is another aspect that they talk about related to Tartaria. Now, I don't know if you can see this, but in the picture to the right, of course, we see a lot of damage around the buildings, but there's a strange looking antenna in the very far back. I don't know if you can see it, you know, 
correctly, but that doesn't look like one of our antennas. That seems to be an antenna that was left from Tartaria for their free energy system, which basically was wireless, right? All right, let's go to the next one. Okay, now here's uh, another thing about how they got rid of proof of Tartaria. If you study um, the history of many cities, and I'm just looking at once in the United States here, but from 1760 to 1930, there were hundreds of mysterious fires that just appeared in all these different cities. Like for example, here I'm showing New Orleans, Detroit, Charleston, South Carolina, Savannah, Georgia, Raleigh, North Carolina, New York, New York, Boston, Massachusetts, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Atlanta, Richmond, and Chicago. And the Chicago fire could have been because, you know, I saw the World's Fair in Chicago and there were buildings. I was brought up in Chicago. There were buildings there at the World's Fair in Chicago I have never seen in my entire life. And I've been throughout the city of Chicago. So it's so what I'm saying is all these fires came up because they were trying to get rid of proof of the Tartarian buildings. Not all of them, but many. And the same thing in 1906, there was an earthquake in San Francisco. If you saw pictures of what San Francisco looked like after that earthquake, it looks like an A-bomb hit that city. So it could be that they orchestrated an earthquake again. And even in wars like the Civil War, World War One or World War Two, it's very possible that one of the high priorities of having those wars, as unbelievable as it sounds, was so that they would have an excuse to destroy more buildings. So this is just some something to consider related to it. Okay, so you know I've done a really fast overview for you about Tartaria, and you know maybe some of it makes sense, maybe some of it doesn't make sense. You may want to try to get the the free ebook that I did because it has a lot more information. It has links to a lot more videos that you can look at for yourself. But this is what what I what I would say are the key points that convinced me that Tartaria existed. So again, there's no way the people between the 14th to the 19th century had the ability to make the advanced building we see that today are churches, cathedrals, government buildings, star forts. There had to be an advanced technology by an advanced civilization to make this. There is no way that this could have been done. Also, as I discussed, most of these very advanced buildings were created because they had a global electromagnetic grid for free energy. And these buildings were being able to receive the energy from the atmosphere through the de advanced devices they had. And then it was spread out throughout the world. Now, the other thing is we could say that the Tartarians disappearing was like a global reset. And some people think that that's being attempted again now, especially with the vaccine. That's up to you to decide. But I think that if they were um, trying to get rid of a very advanced civilization, they probably had help from extraterrestrials, like a form of HARP, you know, where HARP is used for, as a weather machine, could have created the flood. They could have used advanced technologies I talked about the waters above to get the waters down. Or Heltor also said they had a device that literally would disintegrate people. So I don't know what it is, if it's the mud flood or all of this, but this great civilization existed and it was removed and all history of it was wiped out. Also, I think the orphans 
from 1850 to 1930 show us that major cities were emptied and they needed to be repopulated. So these children were doing that. And um, the other key that I believe is the Tartarians were extremely peaceful. They had a high technology. And my belief is, and based upon my experiences that I've had, we're going to a golden age. By 2037 to 2040, we will again have all these fantastic technology. We'll have a peaceful planet. We'll basically uh, come back to the level and beyond of what the Tartarians had. So there was a period of time where there was total peace on this earth, and it wasn't that long ago, according to the information we have 200 to 220 years ago. So uh, this is me. Just a couple of really fast things about what we're doing and you can talk to me later. Uh, we have this line of crystal skulls called Geronimo Juniors that we offer. We have an Indian carver who makes them. Many people have been getting them. If you've ever looked for your own crystal skull, this might be something for you. Um, and then these are just some of the books that we have that we offer. These are not the free eBooks that you can get for us free. These are the books that help to support our work. So we have one about it two trips to Mexico in 2009 and all the crystal skulls we saw there. Very interesting. Um, one of the crazy stories I have is I felt that there is a clear sky blue, uh, blue crystal skull that's, that has been in Peru. So I wrote a book about a skull that I've never seen in the in person, but I have visions of it and I sense it around me all the time. So that's another book. This is my attempt with my friend Karen to do a novel. It's called Journeys into the Unknown and Back Again. So it's basically the story of crystal skull explorers. One of them gets invited to go through a dimensional door, goes to the other side, and comes back and tells everyone what is the real truth of how everything works. So that's that. And uh, Tiffany already gave you our website. But we have another website, which I can give you with the email. Um, where three of the free ebooks are that you can download in the last two, I have to send you the email. So that's the presentation. I'm going to stop sharing here. Come on, hand. So it should be coming back. Yes. Wow. What an amazing presentation. And uh, I know all of you, everyone's giving you a clap, <laughs> clapping their hands, applause, wild applause. And just that was a wonderful presentation and i did put again um in the comments joshua's email if you would like to email him to get the in this ebook right yeah the tartarian free ebook just send me an email and just say tartaria ho Tif tiffany show and then i know <laughs> that you came from here and then you know i'll send you back in the email the free ebook and i'll tell you about the other ones or I'll just mention the other ones. We have a crystal skull. Are we living in a computer simulation? Let's see if I remember them all. A high level summary of what's really going on. I believe there's an undeclared war happening, which probably most of you are aware of. And what's the other one I have? Then I have Tartaria and, uh, oh yeah, the two special experiences in Project Looking Glass showing that absolutely, positively, without any doubt or question whatsoever, even though the world is crazy right now, we are going to see total peace, a golden age. It's coming, and there's and it's it's like a done deal, okay? But I had two special experiences. It's called messages from Argus that talk about that. So hopefully, I didn't go too fast. Hopefully, the things I shared made sense.
again, you know, I'm not here to convince you. I'm just trying to show you some of the clues. To me, the buildings, the star forts, the orphans, um, you know, the maps, it, it, it just all shows that, you know, there was this great civilization that was there. And, um, you know, if they're, if we can't trust our media anymore and they're telling us total lies, they won't talk about it all, how many people are being affected by the vaccine, for example, you know, then they could easily change our entire history and hide all of this. Okay. Mm -hmm. But they didn't do a great job because these buildings, like if you walk into some of the Tartarian buildings and you look at the statues that are in there and the geometries that are in there, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. It's because these people, Tartarians, were so advanced. So. so you do have a question. That's a great question, Wendy. We actually talked about that. We were talking about, uh, you know, the mountain. But uh, her question is, I was reading about melted buildings. And on Instagram, and there is some of the mountains were created. Is that also this Tartaria, too, that the mountains probably weren't mountains, but... Um, that's in another subject. Uh, it has to do with, um, well, Wendy, you'll have to write me an email because I don't have time to explain. It has to do when the earth was silicon long ago. The mountains were the residue of our planet being uh, excavated for minerals. Okay, so that's the only way I know how to answer that. So whether that's part of Tartaria, I don't think so. I think that's from another time. And then there's been um, multiple uh, peaceful golden age civilizations on this planet, but Tartaria is the most recent. And, and so, so this, for those of you may be a little confused with, well, wait a minute, what about, oh, there, there's been plenty. And that this has just been something they've, have just been doing to us for a long time. Yeah. Um, the, the rock wall that Richard's asking about, I don't know what it is, so I, I can't answer it. Okay. You would have to email me a picture of it, Richard. And yeah. based on its design, I would be able to tell you if, if that was part of it or not. So. Yeah, very interesting. And if you could, these are great questions. If anyone has any questions, please, this is the time to put them in the comments now. And so... Here's something, Joshua. I was looking at those old photos. Remember how some of the photos come out where there's black and white photos and they're and they're in the ancient times, but people have like a piece of technology. So did we time travel back and leave that technology? And no. <laughs> no, it's possible that it re remains from Tartaria that these people yeah. had. And the other thing that, you know, we have to understand is um, – if there's a certain group, whatever you want to call them, globalist or whatever, they have the most advanced technologies of things that have ever existed, things that we haven't seen yet, which maybe they got from ETs, I call them galactics, or they got from Tartaria. So there are mistakes that happen where people, and especially right now with our cell phones able to take pictures and video, if anything's going on on the earth, somebody's that's strange or unusual, somebody's going to take a picture of it. So it's impossible to hide, you know, these advanced technologies if they start being showed up, you know, um, uh, outwardly, publicly. So that's my, my thought about it. Yeah. So that's a great question, Melissa. Like, how do we connect to the free energy? Okay, so the free energy 
that Tartaria had is because they had their buildings and their technology. They were able to go up into the atmosphere and to receive the energy and then convert it into usable form. Okay. But when they start eliminating the buildings, what do you think they did? They took out all that technology. Okay. So you may see a room like uh, somebody was saying, an eight-sided uh, stone structure, that's where the actual machine was that was doing the conversion process. It's not there. It's just a stone structure that you see, okay? So I believe that we have these technologies, all right, and that as the planet awakens, that's the best way I can think, as people start waking up and understand, yes, we're children of God, yes, there is a lot more to our world and our history and, and uh, that we can live in peace, that we don't have to have constant conflict, then these technologies will come back and that that free energy system will be available to us once again. And it was wireless. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what we see in the, in the pictures where there's evidence of it. It is living in harmony with this planet, you know, being aware of the ley lines, being aware of the energy and, and I think the ancient, cities too they were built uh it to be in harmony with the said ley lines they weren't like all over they were right. spread out and in places that would be more harmonious with this planet they lived in harmony with this planet which is a living being too right wendy's question about tesla is very good he probably either created or took from tartaria what they already had so he did set up free energy and of course they said no how are we going to make any money off free energy we got to yeah. get rid of that so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why we we don't see it now but i think tesla probably had developed uh, maybe in the late 1800s or early 1900 i mean in colorado springs he had this huge tower which was generating free energy and mm-hmm. once his backers financial backers found out they got rid of it right away so that again could be another sign that eventually we will have this. It will it will come back, because uh, in the people that are talking about like if Nasara exists, they're saying that we have the technology for free energy. You won't be paying for electricity anymore once all of this comes out again. So the only thing that we don't know is we don't know when, especially if it is an undeclared war. And I've studied war not. Uh, you know, to go out and kill people or harm people, but just the strategies of it, I understand. You can't reveal to the other side what you're doing. So this is why we don't know when all this good stuff is going to start coming out. So that's why Telegram is a good place because all these alternatives are being discussed there everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's, although I've heard some canceling is going on, it's not to the degree like on Facebook and and Twitter and YouTube and all that where, you know, they they post and I've had this a couple of times where even I posted a graphic thinking their their AI can't read these words. It still read the words and put a notice over it. Yes. Yeah. I, but how many of you sitting here in the sacred circle, whether you're watching live or even in in the replays, you know, have come in and knowing like I always knew just like Joshua too, that peace we, in our lifetime, peace is going to be restored. And I've known that forever, you know, since, <laughs> since I was little, you know. So, um, and let that continue to be your guiding light, too. Let that continue to guide you, right, Joshua? Yeah. 
So I want to tell you about one experience in this message from Arches. When I was living in Las Vegas, where, of course, I saw the most amazing clouds in the sky, which probably were craft, and you could feel it energetically. But it's the same It's the same thing like anything else. If you're not awake, you look and see a cloud. But I look and I can feel the ship inside of the cloud. Um, a van struck me from behind, and I was in a coma for three days. Okay, So I call this my coma experience. But this was a pre-planned event on the soul level. Okay, I had to be gone for three days. Okay, mm-hmm. So when the van struck me, I had already been taken out of my body, so I don't remember being hit. Okay, My vision went from light to dark. So something interceded, and then I have memories of what happened during the three days that I was in coma. So what I remember is, no, it's not a complete memory. I'm not allowed totally to remember it, but these are the parts I remember. And this is the reason why there are certain things I know when I see them because of this experience. So what happened is I was taken to a meeting. Now, if you've ever saw the very first movie in the series of Star Wars, not the one that came out first, but the one where Princess Amidala goes to Trantor and they're beings and representatives from all over the galaxy. I was at a meeting like that, okay? But I was representing the Earth, and apparently there were some other people. I don't know who they were, but they were Earth people. And what was happening is these loving galactics were saying, we have to do something to help our brothers and sisters on the Earth, but we also have to respect free will. And so they were having discussions about how they could help our planet to move into this golden age. So in other words, I saw the future. I saw how it's going to happen. I saw what they were talking about and I was there to give feedback. No, I don't think that's going to work. You're going to scare people too much or it's going to shock people or you have to do it a different way or whatever. Okay, but then when it was time for me to come back, there was someone standing at this, I guess it was a vortex or dimensional door, but it was black. It's like you couldn't see on the other side. And I'm talking to this person. I must have known this person. must be someone I know on the level of spirit or something. And I was begging, please don't blank my memory. There's so much good stuff I saw. I got to tell everybody. No, we're sorry. You're not going to be allowed to tell anyone except for just little tiny parts that you remember, which is like what I told you. But there is one thing we will tell you. As things you saw start happening in your world in the time, in your present time, what you call your present, you'll know whether they're true or not. So as soon as the pandemic started and they start telling all these numbers, I knew that that was a lie, that there weren't that many people who were being affected by it. This was to scare and frighten. I also saw a video on YouTube from people in China and they were, re- when it first came out in uh, Wuhan, And they were really getting sick, and there were a lot of them. But I knew that the reason for that was it had something to do with 5G. So in other words, now pay attention to this because this is what's happening now. Those people had already been vaccinated, and then they turned on the 5G system, and it was working with nanotechnology that was inside of them, and that's why they were getting sick. And so... They tested it there, it worked well, and guess where else they want to test this now, okay? Now, of course, 
when you talk to family and friends about this, and hopefully this isn't going to be in your broadcast, and people say, have you taken that vaccine thing? I said, absolutely not. I, w I won't do it because it's full of poison and you, you're literally throwing your life away if you do that, okay? So I, this is what I know, but it is verified a hundredfold on Telegram as I listen to video after video after video of people who have taken it and how it has affected them. This is the most horrific thing that I've ever seen. So please, I'm just offering some advice. Probably you are, most of you already know this. Most people are awake. No matter what pressure you have, don't do it. Don't do it. Now, I'm also praying, too, that as this uh, world changes into the more positive light, as we have more contact with the galactics, they will have technology that will help people. But a lot of people within three to six months could either get very sick or whatever. So just really discern what you need to do, because everything that they did up to this point is about the vaccine. Okay, they don't care about your mask. They don't care about that you got COVID or not. They were just preparing you for this. Okay, this was mm -hmm. their their goal. So, you know, you, each person has to make their own choice. And if family members decide to do it, I just send them love because we have free will. We have to honor each other. It's the same thing with the presentation here in Tartaria. You know, some of you may go, God, this is amazing, fantastic. And some of you might say, no, I, I, I just can't buy 200 years ago that they did this. It's not possible. How could that have been done? Okay. So we have to respect all purpose. And every soul has chosen to be here at this time for their own reasons for, you know, their soul growth. But yeah. Um, yeah, but maybe. anyway, that's, that's really important. Now, there's one other message I received. Mm -hmm. Am I talking too much? I don't know. Um, which is how to deal with what's going on right now. So this is the question I want to ask you. Do you agree and believe that we are headed toward a positive future? Absolutely. Even if you do not know step-by-step, step, how are we going to get there? You know, do you believe that? And then what I ask you to do every day, at least once, maybe for two minutes, five minutes, whatever you want, visualize how that world of peace would be. What would it be like? Like in my vision, I would be going out in the street and I would have my guitar and I would be singing and dancing with people. I would, of course, I would have taken the med bed, so I'll be in my 30s because right now I couldn't do that. I don't have the energy, but when I'm back in my 30s, I could do that, start singing and get everybody to sing together and dance together. That's the future that I see, okay? And that to me is like heaven on earth. And that's where I think we're going. We are going to bring heaven to earth, okay, because we're going to go into higher vibrational frequency, call it five day or whatever. But the key is, if you can see that every day, that helps to bring it forward. And it also helps you. So when you hear all this crazy stuff, it bounces off of you. You know, you're not coming from fear. Okay, mm -hmm. you're not coming from pressure, you know, or I, if somebody is really forceful on you to do something they think you have to do to say, I agree to disagree. I agree to disagree, okay? We have a different viewpoint, so I agree to disagree with you. You have the right to believe what you want to believe, but I agree to disagree. So so this is the main message I got when I asked whoever I talked to, you know, what could we do right now? Because, you know, um, and they said, just visualize this peaceful future. Just keep seeing it every day. So that's that's what I see.
So eventually something has to break because uh, someone said on Telegram, they said, if you keep telling lies and, uh, and you're trying to make people believe that's the truth, it's eventually going to fall apart because it can't stand. It has to be based on the truth. Oh, there's one other thing. One other thing I remember reading. Again, you tell me if I'm talking too much. I saw a manifesto of these guys that are orchestrating all of this. I saw on Telegram a manifesto. And you want to know what one of the part of it said? This is their greatest fear. That the people wake up and of their free will do not agree to follow what they tell us we are supposed to do. They called it prime director, prime director, or prime creator. Prime creator will only allow them to have dominion here if the people agree with what they're told to do. If we do not agree, and that's probably like the hundredth monkey, if you know, yeah. two billion people decide, hey, we're not listening and agreeing, then divine intervention comes. So this is something that also could possibly happen. I thought about it when I read that. I was amazed that they said that, but this is what they know. That is interfering with divine will. So, you know, again, if enough of us are saying, hey, we're not going to accept the world like it is now from conflict and fighting. We want to create peace and harmony. We're not going to give our power away. That's the other key. Don't give your power away. Then all these miracles could happen. Then we could have Tartaria again. That beautiful place, free energy, and they knew about everything, okay? About the world, our planet, sacred knowledge, all of it. They had it. And they probably had contact, too, with many of our galactic brothers and sisters, okay? Now, I'm going to say one other thing. I'm going to leave it as a clue to get you interested into the next ebook, free ebook I'm working on. There are other lands and continents that are not on any map that we have from this world, okay? But it's based upon um, something else I talked about, uh, which I, I don't have time to talk about now. I mentioned it, okay? So that's the clue. But there are other lands, and it could be the extraterrestrials are extra territorial beings and they're from here so that's just another thought mm -hmm. did we did i miss any other questions here or? oh no i think you covered i think it's really great and then just you know just stay in your power and isn't it interesting pay attention to things that they want to give away for free please stay away from these 5g phones you, you, you know when they come in hey come on in and get them for free why do you think they're giving them away it, you know, just be very careful. I have a four-year-old phone that's not compatible, you know, with, with 5G. You can get older phones, believe it or not. If you say that your job won't allow you to have, um, that you are that you are a, a contractor, um, top security, and you can't have cameras on your phone, they can get you a lower grade type of phone. You can get one. They don't like to tell you that. You have to go in and say that. Um, and so, but, you know, just my phone's four years old and I'm going to keep it till it dies. And then, you know what, and that's fine. But all of us right here, if we haven't chosen to leave because we all have a different mission, right? We all have different missions. And so it's, um, but you are witnessing, witnessing peace returning onto this earth. And so uh, it's what a great time 
to right. be a part of this. We just have to stay in that and realize chaos is the third dimension imploding. <laughs> no, I, I just thought of one special experience, which is really would be really good, you know, to end the show. So I was living in Holland for, uh, I don't know, about six or seven years. And I got people together to create a Crystal Skull Conference in 2006 in Holland. Okay. And, you know, as the organizer, it was, a, it was hard work trying to plan everything and going to meetings. And I didn't really have a car in Holland, so I had to ride my bicycle to the train and, and the whole thing. But um, when the conference actually happened, there was a lady who had a hotel with a church, and she donated it to us. Okay, so what... I don't know. I think this was my idea. I said, you know, for the conference, we have three days, two days of lectures and present, but one fun day, like Friday evening. Okay. Let all the, the people come and meet the, the speakers and their crystal skulls and everything. And we'll play some live music and so on. So a lot of people don't know this about me, but I have musical skills. I know who I was in, um, uh, the 1600s, I was a musician. I went to his grave. I actually played one of my songs over his grave. And what happened is I had what I call the Crystal Skull theme song, okay, which you can actually find it on one of my YouTube channels. I recorded it uh, here in the hall in the Atlanta area when I did a presentation one time. And at the end, it sings one family, okay, over and over. But it, you know, it has a certain melody and rhythm. So anyway, at the conference, some of the other speakers and helpers were musicians. So I taught them this song, you know, and, um, you know, like the, the lyrics start, there are lights in the sky that remind us of Christmas. They signal in a new age. That's the first part of it, you know. But at the end, we sing one family. So what happened was, because I had other musicians that were playing behind me, I put my guitar down because the energy moved me so much. And I had to go out into the audience when we were singing one family. And I swear to God, every single person in that room, even though they, you know, they know English in Holland. Okay. But we all sang together. We were all together singing one family. There was a, a Siberian shaman woman who was there that was into sound. And she even came up to me and said, that was really amazing. I want to congratulate you. Um, you know, and one of my friends said, I never saw Joshua. You were so childlike when you came out there and start singing with everyone. Okay. But the other thing that came up was there were orbs. Somebody took a picture above us at the top of the church. A row of orbs were all above us. That was the most magical moment. I've ever had so far, but it reminds me, this is where we're headed, that we're going to celebrate together. We're going to sing together. We're going to dance together, we're going to hug strangers. We don't know because they're our brother and sister. This is the world that we are going to, going to come to. This is what I saw at that meeting I attended. Okay. I saw that we're going there. So the best way to look at what's happening now is the truth has to come out, okay? Mm -hmm. The truth has to come out, the, the light and the dark. The mm -hmm. truth must come out, okay? And this has been prophesied for probably hundreds of years. There would be a point in time we would hit 
where the truth would come out. We're in that period now. But if you know that we're headed for this amazing world going forward in contact with all these other beings and all this knowledge and information and experience that you can't even imagine that people are going to be able to have, that's that's where we're headed. So that's why we're going through this. And I think something major has to happen. It might be this month, calling this month Red October. Yeah. Or it could be before the end of the year. I don't know. Um, but there are signs everywhere that things are, that the old system is falling apart and doesn't work anymore. And that they already have in place, as Tiffany, we talked about this before we came on, they already have the systems in place that are going to replace it that are, are based on peace and harmony and mm -hmm. higher technology and cannot be uh, interfered with everything. So we're really close. We're really close. So Tiffany, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Show. It was a great, great presentation. And just, I love the energy exchange too. So high vibrational. And uh, I know everyone enjoyed it. And thank you. I know we ran over, but that's okay. We were just going to go until this is, you know, there's no time. <laughs> right. There's no time. So remember, free ebooks, five of them. Email me, crystalskullexplorers at gmail.com if you want to get your copy. Uh, Tiffany gave you the website. Um, you know, whatever way we can help. And the next ebook, obviously, is going to be Flat Earth. And that one is going to be so mind-blowing. If you thought this was difficult to accept, when when that one comes out, I mean, oh, but we'll see where it goes. So that's that's the adventure. We're all in an adventure right now in life. And we, we don't know every day is a new day and a new adventure. So who mm -hmm. knows what's going to happen, you know, tomorrow or but something good is is in the works that's all i know so just be patient and feed your animals my cat is going again <laughs> and uh, you know they can sense too what's happening on the planet as well so so yeah. again thank you tiffany for this opportunity well, thank you thank and, you joshua and, thank you and and heart to heart to you and to each and every one of our viewers thank you so much and uh Many blessings to each of you. And we are one. Remember that. We are one. We are one family. Yes, exactly. So good night, everyone. Good, good night. night. Thank you. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic packs. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 